When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Fuel your workouts with Balance 100% Micronized Creatine, 200 grams from Chemist Warehouse, now $26.99. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. They don't want to hear the whistle, but they have heard it. Celebrations overflow for Jamaica. Sure. Can't believe it. Brazil can't believe it. Brazil are out of the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup. His way through beyond the 10-metre line. TJ Paranara sells the dummy. Summer gets the ball away as well. Bridge brought down by Klim. Lovely break from Paranara, but once more they're on the move. Yolani has got it away. And now into the corner goes Paranara, tiptoeing his way down the touchline. And he knows that's a close run. There's any time when the Silver Ferns need to hold on to the ball. It's now. Oh, my Lord. I can't believe it. And what can New Zealand defenders do? Talia for the jumper. With a lot of goodness. Well, it's a draw. And that is a famous draw. Look at Norma Plummer. She is delighted. Yes, welcome in. Good morning, Izzy Kempi for breakfast, SCNZ. The team up in Auckland are smiling away. I'm smiling as well. There's winner, winner, winner. I'm not talking about the silver ferns. I'm right? talking about the golf extraordinaire from the team. Corals, Barrett, Bowden, Barrett and Dagger taking out the championship yesterday on the final hole. Mark, morning boys. Golf, golf, golf. Is he golf school yesterday, please? Me and my bud had a bet. Also, was someone in your group wearing a pink beanie? That is Mark from Size 12, please. Mark, yes, that was Anton Leonard-Brown and uh, myself and Bowden. Bowden and myself, we uh, took on the young pups, Geordie Barrett, Anton Leonard-Brown. Went right down to the wire and we won on the last hole. <laughs> it was a good old day. Good old day. I shot 86. So Not bad. It was okay. Not bad for one leg. All I was hitting is two iron off the tee because I can't hit driver. And it was windy as anything. But uh, the old dog's experience under pressure just came through and shone and we got the job done. It's difficult. They gave me an extra four shots. They gave me ten shots, Kempi. And uh, Geordie was off a scratch. <laughs> so wow. it was pretty dark. <laughs> yeah, mate. Uh, and what, and awesome what, and what do you day, play actually. for? Like, what, What's on the line? Lunch. 
lunch. All yeah. weird. Just lunch. Had a free feed, oh, free nice. day out. Yeah. Two nice big asahis and uh, at the end of the, the day and oh, it was awesome. You know what you know what I see here? You know what I see here? I, I just see mm. All that time you spent working with Baz paying off because no one burgles like that, man. And it sounds like you burgled yesterday. I didn't burgle. I actually surprised myself. I don't know. When you take two and a half months away from the game, you never, you had one little range where you didn't really hit many irons. You hit about seven. I, uh, yeah, I was hitting it okay. I, I think it's actually good for me because I'm quite erratic. I get excited and I try and bang everything. You know, driver all day. If I'm trying to go on two when you should lay up, nah, I'm going for it. But yesterday I had to be controlled with my tempo and my decision making and actually come up and play trumps. Paid trumps. So uh, got the job done. It was a good day out with uh, with the lads. Windy as anything, but uh, they really enjoyed it. Pegasus Golf Club really put it on. For about twelve or thirteen of the the ABs boys, so uh, a very successful day, lads. But uh, quick, we've got a big show. We've got a big show. We're going to be talking to Neil Barnes, Taranaki Bulls coach, uh, later on this morning. TJ Pedernara, obviously wondering what's TJ's up to. He's injured again. He's had surgery, but he's doing some awesome work in the community with a new business venture. So more than an athlete uh, with TJ Pedernara, and then we've got Michael Witt. Later on the show to talk the Warriors ahead of the GC in the Gold Coast Titans. We were trying to get Baz on. Uh, Baz will come on tomorrow and he will uh, join us. He's having a long lunch. So uh, you can understand Ooh, what's that's, going that's on. A it's long, been a long, long, long lunch, that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he messaged me last night at 9.30 and obviously it was 10.30 in the morning over there. And he said, yep, sweet as I'll come on. And I said, sweet as I'm going to bed, woke up and I messaged him. He goes, oh, Oh, I've been out for lunch, so uh, can we do it tomorrow? And I said, yeah, of course we can, brother. <laughs> so he'll join us tomorrow, and it'll be awesome to, to have a catch-up with the one and only Brendan McCullum. But quickly, who am I? Clue number one, we're hooking up with a winter wellness pack valued at over $150 for the whole family, thanks to Chemist Warehouse and their friends at the Good Vitamin Co. Stay healthy and happy all winter long with Chemist Warehouse, your home for winter essentials. Who am I? Clue number one. I was an All Black, but my grandfather played 28 times for the Kiwis. I was an All Black, but my grandfather played 28 times for the Kiwis. Double eight, double three, the Temper Bed Post Text Machine. Send your answers through, and we'll announce the winner at the end of the show. All right, Rick Dog, let's rip straight into this. The following is a triple threat match, and it is for the World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah, triple threat where we talk three big questions for the day at 10 past six. First up, New Zealand football boss has mm. said that Yitka Klimkova has his full backing, despite mixed emotions, in inverted commas, about the team's exit. Does she see out her six-year contract? And who gets a six-year contract anyway? Oh, that's a hell of a long contract, Ricardo Kempe, to start with. Six years back in her, Andrew Pragnall, obviously CEO for New Zealand football. Um, does she see it out? Uh, I'm unsure. I'm unsure. Obviously, you take the positives out of what went on in the FIFA World Cup. Didn't even expect to, to gain any points. We scored four points. We beat Norway. So there's a lot of positives there, but we missed a hell of an opportunity. We've got an ageing side, Kempi. We've got an ageing side, and was there enough 
breeding of young players throughout this tournament. Potentially going to have two or three more games later in the season to potentially blood some new new players in this environment. Um, we're going to lose a hell of a lot of experience. So that that's probably my only question is whether we have talent coming through that can take over from Hannah Wilkinson, Ali Riley, uh, you got uh, Bowen, Katie Bowen at the back. So players that have been around for a while, the depth coming through. That That's probably my own thoughts at the moment. And whether we are brave enough, Ricardo, Kempe, uh, with our tactics, our tactical approach to the game. You know, we're really structured, I found, throughout the tournament. We're constantly going back, trying to get the ball to the edges. It felt like there wasn't any um, instinctual play and bravery shown. So whether Jitka Klimkova is the one to bring that mindset through, that's probably my only questions. Yeah. Oh, look, look I, personally, I don't think so. I think, I think she doesn't see the six years out. I think you, if you're doing a review, yeah. you've got to call – uh, this campaign, the World Cup, a failure because it didn't get through the rounds. Um, mm. I don't care what you say about it. You know, it's all about progressing the team on. And I think, I think the growth too. You've got to look at the future of the the growth of the the sport in this country. And and really, we do need some some New Zealand. You know, maybe maybe an an ex player that's coaching, like we um, like we spoke to mm. last week coming through. Um, and I think it's about about time we we did show some New Zealand flair. I think the European style probably didn't shoot a, a suit us that that well in this tournament. And have a look at the other teams mm. that use their flair. Like look at the Jamaicans. Look what they've done. You know they got mm. come out and they've used their flair and look, they've they've advanced. Um, South I, Africa. South Africa. I just mm. I just think you you need your your own flavour over the top of it. Nice. What do you reckon, Rick Dog? Like. Tactically, Jitka Klimkova, Klimkova, sorry, is brave enough. Like Hannah Wilkinson is going to probably not be there in a couple of years. Have we got depth coming through, striking power, to be able to take over her role? Gabby Rennie, we didn't see too much of her. Is she the one that can take us forward? Is there anyone else? Yeah, Grace Jarley would be another one who probably mm. didn't get enough mm. opportunity. I don't think you know it was it was pretty obvious that Hannah uh, didn't have the pace to to um, get onto the ball down the channels. So if that's the case, but you still want to play her, I'd almost look at playing, if you want to continue to use Hannah Wilkinson, she's a very good player, right? And she's she's a mm. big body, she can hold the ball up, she can do a lot of things, and she's dangerous in the penalty area. So if you want to keep using her, as much as this pains me to see, say, Kez will love this, but I think you've almost got to look at the way Jurgen Klopp plays with Liverpool and the mm. way that he plays, uh, up until recently, he's played Roberto Firmino. So he's the number nine, and traditionally the number nine leads the line. But what they do is they actually drop him deeper, and that pulls the centre-backs out because they have to follow him. And then he he basically lays a platform for the wingers to run onto, and they run in behind. And I and I, and I wonder if it's tactically, you know, there, there was enough nous there. If you're going to continue to use her, play to her strengths. Don't try and get her to do something that she's actually not that capable of doing mm. anymore. Yeah. What about our middles? Malia Steinmetz, did we see enough from her? I think we're good on the edge. Mm. Jackie Hand, you know, CJ Bott defensively, uh, you had Olivia Chance. I thought our edge attack was relatively successful and good, but our middle, probably creative creativity in the middle. Do we have enough firepower in there? Is anyone else? Or Malia Steinmetz, did we see enough from her throughout the tournament? 
Yeah, so I think Marley is one for the future. She's only 24, right? Yeah. So and she's playing yeah. for Western Sydney Wanderers in the in the A League. Um, she's been there for about three seasons, so she'll develop. I, I think she's probably the uh, she's a different player to Rhea Percival, who's very important to us because she's kind of quarterbacks it a bit and uh, and things. But I wouldn't mind seeing Flea, you know, Annalie Longo sort mm. of play more in that role because she's very much a playmaker. Uh, but is getting yep. you know getting getting towards 30, so she might be better uh, playing there where she doesn't have to do as much of the running. All right, let's move on, boys. Two. Recently retired Scotland fullback Stuart Hogg has opened up on his his decision to to call it a day, saying he he realised it was time when he turned up and he was the slowest back in training. Uh, When did you know it was time to hang up the boots, Tony Kemp? Exactly that. 100%. I was reading that. I thought I was reading about myself. Um, Because you do. you You get the training and... You know, for I had a chronic right knee, and it just got mm. worse and worse as the as the years got on. And when I was at Wakefield, I couldn't do I couldn't do the preseason. You know, so I wanted to drive. I was captain, coach, and I wanted to drive the players, and I couldn't do it. And I remember I remember tuning up a couple. Of, there was a couple of twins there, and uh, they were very talented, but they were very lazy. And I gave them a tune-up this one training session, and I said, and I mean, I seriously tuned them up. I said, "Look, um, you two, you'll make it. But if you train like that, and you think you're going to make it in, in this game, you're not going to you're not going to last too long." And I went home. I felt really bad because I didn't do the training with them, um, and I just that was me. I said, "Yeah, that's me." And I, I basically uh, finished up pretty pretty much after that. But you do know when your body when your body's tell it you might see the thing with it, Rick, is your mind's still moving as quick as anyone, if not quicker. Yeah. But your body's moving slower, and I mean like ten times slower. So that, that's <laughs> when that's when you call it quits. What about you? Is I've it? got two moments. Okay. I've got two moments. So my last game for the Crusaders, we were playing against the Blues, and it was my last opportunity before we went to the finals. I don't plan the finals. We went on and, and won the comp, but they made a break. And we made a break, and I think it was Crotty. Crotty made a break, and he was running down, and there was an open try line in front of me, and he passed me the ball. Nine times out of ten, the young dad would have finished that effortlessly. But I caught the ball, and I was running, I was running, I was running, and then the Blues um, defensive line caught me and just got me about five, ten metres out from the line. I had to pass the ball to George Bridge. And I was thinking, oh, my gosh. And he gave me absolute stick. He said, oh, you old dog, you should have scored that. I said, mate, they were gaining, and I was running on one hamstring. So I had to pass it off to you, young fella. Lucky I gave you another assist, eh? And uh, so they caught me there. And then I moved to Japan. And we were playing against Panasonic Wild Knights. And uh, I caught the ball, and there was a big prop in front of me. And you're an outside back. No disrespect, but you should beat a prop one-on-one every single time. I tried to step him, go around him, he tackled me. And I was like, oh, my gosh, wow. Okay, this is this is becoming horrible, Dag. <laughs> and then <laughs> I get the ball in my 22. Israel, big number one would, club foot, like to pump it down the down the um, touchline and, and relieve some pressure. I catch the ball, I go to kick it. And I tried to put every effort into it, and it went 10 metres and went out, and it felt like my knee was about to snap. So after that game, I was so down, I went home and I said, okay, it's time to just, you know, wave the white flag and say enough's <laughs> enough. Went home, seen the surgeon, and he said, mate, you got to retire. So I knew from two big moments in my career where it was time to to hang up to the boots. So to, I really... Um, to call, <laughs> call it. it a day. <laughs> call it a day. I really commend Stuart Hogg. Yeah. I know his pain, I know his feel. Yeah, well, there you go. All right, let's go to number three. 
And the big one, and this is going to be a big talking point all day, because the All Blacks named the squad for the second Bledisloe in Dunners uh, around lunchtime. But what does that squad look like? Will Fozzie Tinker? Well, someone's been watching training. Uh, I've read an article this morning expecting 13 changes. Um, I think they're going to tinker a lot. I think they're going to tinker a lot. We're going to see players that we've been wanting to see for a very long time. I think you're going to be really impressed today at around lunchtime in the team's name, Kempi, because you've been calling for this player to be playing for a very long time. And I'm saying it. Shooter Stevenson, right wing. Wow. About time, Kempi. Yeah, man. If that's if that's the case, then he's... Mate, come on. This ain't a moral victory. This is a victory for you, mm. Shooter, and you need to grab it with both hands if that's the case and it's named. I'm actually doing my off-the-back fence about the selections today as well, Izzy, so um, there'll be a bit more to talk about later on in the show. But if that is how they're going, and good on them, I think with the limited time that they've got, given that we're, mate, we're, we're just over a month out, and that month is going to go so quickly they need to look at everyone. They need to have a look at those last few spots and to see who's going to fool them and who's going to do the job for them. None better, mate, than down here in the in the deep south. Um, Nuggy, you know, his last game in New Zealand. Mm. It's actually their last game on New Zealand soil that we'll see before the World Cup. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, looking forward to the naming of it. Yeah, well, you, you said someone's been rich, watching training, Dagger. That someone is Richard Nola from the press in Christchurch. Mm. And stuff.co.nz have got his story. He's put down this possible All Black starting 15. Tamaiti Williams, Somersoni Tokiahau, and Nipo Lalala is the front row. Brody Retallick, Sam Whitelock is the locks. Samapini Finau at six. Sam mm. Kane, Adi Savia. Then Finlay Christian Dimac. Uh, Anton Leonard Brown with Braden Enor in the midfield. And then mm. Lester Fainanuku, Sean Stevenson, and Will Jordan is the back three. That's a pretty fresh looking team. That is a fresh team, and uh, Richard Nola would have been there on sideline, seen it all. So you can probably be pretty trusting on, on the team that he's seen, and I think it'll be pretty bang on in terms of selections. A lot of changes, probably not what everyone was after, but you look at the bright side, there is plenty of players that put their hands up over the last two, three, four weeks mm. that will be vividly put into Foster's team. That will be named at 5 o'clock on Monday. But I look at the big names that have to have a big performance. You've got Finlay Christie. Uh, for me, because I think Nuggy will potentially round out the bench at home his last game. It mm. just makes sense. So Cam Royguard, that just sinks for me. He's going the World Cup. Mm, so this does. is Finlay Christie's last opportunity. Brad Webber, is he still in the frame? So he has to have a big performance. Uh, Lester Whainganuku. Lester Whainganuku, Kempi. Someone that uh, blew the Super Rugby competition alight. And we haven't seen him since. Caleb Clark has been given the nod off the bench. First try score, you gonna pick it? What about shooter, mate? Debutant. Oh, anytime, definitely. I, th- I think if that's the case, I think Leicester and Shooter Stevenson have massive games. Mm. They're just waiting for their mm. chance. Yep, yep. So, so big changes, big changes uh, potentially for the All Blacks. Do you like it? Double eight, double three. Are you happy with the squad? Who has the most to gain? in terms of the All Blacks selections. And if that is correct with that squad, what do you see playing out? Will this become a lot tighter with all those changes, loss of cohesion, continuity, or do you see the All Blacks just continuing on their rampant form? Rampant form, sorry. And uh, beautiful, beautiful. Tamaiti Williams starting, Samasoni 
Tokiaho, Samapeni Finau. Mm. Samapeni Finau. There's rumours circulating that a certain someone that plays six is injured. So this might be his chance to really have that one-two combination in the sixth position. Luke Jacobson, you know, has he done enough? Ricardo Kempe, he might come off the bench and get a 20 or 30 minute stint. Oh, it's exciting. There is so much to play for. So let us know, double eight, double three. Who am I? Clue number one, I was an all-black, but my grandfather played 28 times for the Kiwis. And Kempe's kicker as well. It is Thursday, so we'll look for you to give us some options to potentially go on a multi and hopefully get you paid. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the home of big brand vitamins at the lowest prices every day. Right now at Chemist Warehouse, find Maxi G6 50 tablets for only $16.99. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Welcome back. It's 28 past six. After seven o'clock, we're going to be talking the All Black selections. Potentially Richard Nolas knows something we don't know, so we're going to go off that team that potentially could be playing against the Wallabies on Saturday at 2.30, boys. 2.30, kick off uh, a great time of the day. I'll be at the Monteves pub in Hamner, and I'll be with the kids having a nice cold beer while I'm watching that uh, afternoon kickoff. So we'll be talking that, and potentially it's going to be 13 changes in that team. So would love to hear from you after 7 o'clock, 0800 Question for Kez, how are the other big guns travelling at the Nepal World Cup, Jamaica, Aussie and England? And how does this morning's result affect the Ferns getting the draw? Probably my fault, and I'll end up on the couch tonight. <laughs> yes, my sister was absolutely livid when she messaged me this morning. How'd the knee pull up this morning, Daggy? Knee's good, Brett, knee's good, so I'm all fine and dandy. But Kez, the Silver Ferns, 48 all against South Africa. Yeah, first of all, we'll just start by saying it was your fault, Brett. Uh, we'll address that and we will uh, move on. Now, boys, in terms of the other teams, look, um, Australia and England both uh, topped their group as we expect them to do, moved on into stage two. They're both uh, still remaining undefeated at this tournament. But it is sort of going to be now where we start to get to the nitty-gritty boys and, and Silver Ferns do have to back it up. Um, tonight, our time, 9pm, and play against Jamaica, who we all know made the Commonwealth Games final uh, they're a dangerous team, and Rob Wright, the assistant coach of the Mystics, is uh, with the Sunshine Girls, the Jamaicans. So if anyone knows the Silver Ferns group, it's got to be Rob Wright. But look, boys, it's it's not much. I mean, obviously we can look at the draw and say we only did score 48 points in a four-quarter World Cup game, but South Africa's eight man, eighth man really was the, was the game-changer, having that crowd, and, and boys, it was electric. Um, haven't really heard much like it in recent years. We know how uh, us New Zealanders are at supporting our team. So for the Silver Ferns going over and playing uh, against that African crowd would have been something new. Um, but look, we, if we do lose to Jamaica tonight and South Africa go on to beat Uganda, it isn't going to affect our chances unless uh, South Africa absolutely demolish them by about 100 or something. So we're, we're still in contention for the semi final semi-finals and I still believe that we will make it there um, it's just for me it's a little bit worrying yes. oh it's worrying Dagger we Tactically, took off Amelia yes, and we see enough. no I'm just a bit I'm a bit unsure about it Dagger you know that all of my it. trust is in Dame Knowles so it's really hard for me to sort of go against her because she's always 10 steps ahead of everyone but 
taking off Amelia and Ekanasio, it doesn't sound that big on paper, but she's the captain of the Silver Ferns team. And, and having her off for the third and fourth quarter was, was a little bit dangerous from Dame Nolene, but not even that, having the vice captain and the most experienced Silver Fern we have in Gina Crampton uh, taken off for Whitney Soonis. We needed a bit of speed. Whitney can provide that, but it just didn't solve our issues. Tactically, we just need to get the ball down. That's all we need to do, and we just couldn't seem to do it against the South African team. And, Maya and, Wilson? Uh, look, look, uh, big fan of Maya Wilson, but I'm just not sure if we're, if we're allowing her to take enough shots. And what I mean by that is we're just not finding her enough uh, and, and quickly as well in that circle. But another good shooting night from Maya Wilson. I'm just a little bit worried as we creep down uh, into the semi-final stage whether it is going to be enough uh, for the likes of Australia, for the likes of Jamaica, for the likes of England. Um, and obviously those are the top four teams in the world going up against them. A uh, little bit unsure. You get gold for first, mm. silver for second, bronze for third. What do you get for fourth? Because that's kind of where I feel like you're you're steering us. No, I'm not steering <laughs> us into fourth. It's it, it's a dependent on a lot of things. Look, because Australia are in a very similar boat to us boys in the sense that they haven't figured out what, what their best squad is. And I think England's going to be figuring that out for the next 10 years, but we won't go there for now. But in terms of in terms of where I, th- I can see us finishing, I, th- I honestly think, boys, and this is going to be a hot take because of history, I honestly think that Jamaica are the team right now in this World Cup. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're still flying under people's radar. It's it's all diamonds. It's all Australia. But we're forgetting what, what the Australian team's going through right now on and off the court. They haven't found the right combinations on court, I believe. Um, and they, they're obviously dealing with the contract drama off court. That's got to play a part for me, boys. And we spoke to Dame Knowles, um, the, the first chat we had before... Uh, Trinidad and Tobago, the opening game, and she said, look, Australia's probably going to fight back and come back harder and and better than they were before, and and it looks like they have, but Jamaica just haven't slowed down since that Commonwealth Games final. The team they sent over here wasn't a real team. I think people have taken that um, as a look at what Jamaica's going to be, but they're such a strong team, boys, so I'm still saying that we can definitely get to the final. It's just a matter on a lot of different things, so uh, let me get my mind settled, Izzy, and I'll come back to you later. Beautiful. Jamaica taking them on later on tonight at 9pm. So, oof, could be a difficult situation posed to the Silver Ferns. Thank you for that, Kez. Appreciate that. My sister will love your netball chat. Stay tuned because headlines with Ricardo coming up. We've got Love Racing. We're going to get Al Shake Chirac because Jam just asked me is racing on Saturday down here at Rickenham Park. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand.